All right, welcome to tonight's Off the Lip Radio Show. Tonight we are having Aaron McKinnon on the show. My name is Kylan Winter, and I have the opportunity of co-hosting with TC tonight. Woohoo! Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, Santa Cruz Waves. Much better, much better looking uh, co-host. Thank you very much. Yeah. Let us know what our guest is all about, please. Yes. So tonight we have Aaron McKinnon on the show, and Aaron is a fantastic paddler. He swam at Cal Poly. Aaron also uh, works for the EU in Italy, and he is a Santa Cruz native. He's grown up here and did junior guards, and he's really an inspiring member of the community. Thanks, Kylan. Yeah, I actually know Kylan well because we paddle together. Her dad and I have been paddling for many years, and I'm really excited. First uh, time meeting TC, but I know his family already, so I'm super excited to be on the show. Yeah, I went That's to high school, right? right? All the way through school. Yeah, all the way. Wow. So uh, he's, he's like my son almost, I feel like. Of course. This is the coolest place. Uh, this, is the, this is like the center of Santa Cruz. So, yeah. Interesting fact, everybody, about Aaron is he is a winner of the J race here in Santa Cruz, correct? Yeah. What year? That was 2014. Yeah. Um, and uh, how many times did it take paddling before you won it? Um, I started, man, my first J race was in, I think, 2002, and I didn't know who Jay was yet. Um, but then I, I, so I just did the two mile as a, just a young paddler, junior guard paddler. <laughs> and um, then every year since then, I, I had done it. Uh, and then I think 2010, I started getting serious. Uh, and finally, after getting third, 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 second, I finally won and, and uh, was happy to, to experience that with all the people that had supported me. Um, and maybe you can tell our viewers about paddling. There's a couple sizes of boards, a couple classes. What what size board were you riding, and what's it called? Yeah, so I ride a uh, an unlimited, which is an 18 foot board. It's all carbon fiber, and it's just a, it's a really old sport. It's like a, a lifeguard sport um, that the Hawaiians, Australians are really into, and it's building in in California as well. And we basically just paddle for long distances in different conditions, downwind conditions, um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a great sport. Um, and uh, yeah, so I paddle, like I said, in a limited and there's different classes, stock, mm -hmm. 18. Kylan and I both paddle and yeah. it's a natural transition from swimming. We're both swimmers as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a great sport with a small community, but a really, really tight community that takes care of each other, looks out for each other and, and goes out in some gnarly conditions. So uh, we all respect each other as well. Exactly. Now, Aaron, you were, you told me that you were 14 when you did your first J race. How yeah. did you get into paddling and what was your motivation to go out and compete like that? Yeah. So I started paddling because of junior guards, like so many people in this community. Um, we were all influenced by that program. Uh, a lot of us were brought up in it and paddling just resonated with me for whatever reason. I liked being on the line with my friends and having this board that you could go out into the ocean and, and uh, compete with. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of wanted to do it. No one else was really doing it at the time, um, my age. And uh, so yeah, I, I just decided to go out and it was great because once I'd, I, I liked the sport, but I think it was the community members themselves which really made me stick around. Mm -hmm. People like uh, Frosty, of course, who was my mentor for a couple of years, uh, Kim Moriarty, who has just been so kind to me ever since I started. And she really, she brought me into that community. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave King, who unfortunately just passed away, was a big influence uh, in my paddling career. 
helped me with training and and he was you know I, the first board I ever paddled was was Dave King so it's just a lot of uh, really just tight yeah just a tight-knit community and people that are, are there to support you and that's that's why I wanted to stay around yeah yeah, yeah. so, so you, you got the second and third the second and third at the sea race yeah what did you know what made you, what did you have to do through that that next year to, to, to get to that first place position yes you changing your training so I had to, to win the J. I knew that one, I was getting passed in the downwinding conditions, and downwinding mm -hmm. is just when you turn against the wind and the waves start coming. You surf essentially, mm -hmm. so you're paddling less and you're you're surfing more. You're you're tucking into different waves and connecting waves, uh, so you don't have to paddle as much and you're saving energy and you're going a lot faster. So I just practiced by myself throughout the winter. I'd go out and in any condition and and. Uh, and just put the time in on the board that was really what it was as swimmers we yeah. practice more than probably any other mm -hmm. sport we're just in the water five to eight hours a day mm -hmm. and so i knew it wasn't like a cardio thing or any it wasn't a matter of how much time i was putting i just needed to stick on the board mm -hmm. um, and that's actually when i got connected to kylan's dad because her dad Jarrett winter is a, this gnarly all-american <laughs> swimmer and he was the, c the guy that would go out with me in big winter storms and we'd train together and um, yeah, it just made things a lot easier to have, have a buddy to go out with. Neil, we s we've done the J race. I, I do the chase boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and the media boat. So like when, when you won, the year you won, I was the boat that followed you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, but we've watched this race. Yeah. My opinion, the people who win are the people who never slow down. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's the conditioning aspect. And yeah. uh, there's some beasts who over the years I've watched win that race. and. So I, I know what it takes, and I've watched that level of paddling. You don't stop. You you start with the same speed you finish with. Yeah, and actually every Saturday for I would do the J race for time, and I knew the record, and, and in secret I would I was breaking the record every single mm -hmm. every Saturday. So I knew I could do it, and I, that's just all I was focused on. I think some people because it's a smaller f sport, paddlers, yeah. you know, there's not as many of us. Not many people can dedicate that much time to it. But I just wanted to win the J. I wanted to win the J because Frosty was so influential in my life, because Kim was, and it was sort of a win for Capitola. It wasn't just a win for myself or anything like that. It was, it was just a uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. the Bark guys they bring their water polo cronies <laughs> up here. I've yeah. seen those guys, you know. And <laughs> yeah. so taking one for the hometown team is great. Mm -hmm. um, I want to get back to the 18 foot board. Yeah, that's a boat. It's <laughs> big, that, yeah. I mean, that's like CF numbers boat. Um, I know that has it has some steering system, and you yeah. carry a GPS, maybe water. Yeah. What else is on? What? Yeah, we've got water water bottles on it. It's got a, a tiller system on the back, which helps if you're going long distances yeah. to just track against currents or against wind. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's this little self-contained unit, so you can go for long distances and, and put four bottles of water on it. Um, actually, I paddled on Bark's team, which was great. He was super supportive. The SurfTech um, brand was super supportive with me too. Duke. In mm -hmm. particular right um, and yeah it's, it's just a really cool unique sport that that you can do anywhere and i'm hoping actually when i go back to italy to bring a paddleboard there the girl that i think got second that kylan raced oh yeah lives near uh, me cornelia yeah yeah, yeah. so there's paddlers in italy mm -hmm. already and i hope to, to bring my board there there's a lot of races in france mm -hmm. um, and that'll be a shorter board that'll be a stock mm -hmm. but it's just a cool way to connect with people all over the world and just like any sport, I guess. But um, and where, where are you in Italy? I'm in Milan. So there's a big lake next to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you not, it wouldn't be the Mediterranean to be on a lake. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are, have you seen paddlers on that lake? No, there's some suppers um, and some rowers. 
but never, I think I might be the first prone paddler in, in uh, my Lago di Monate and Lago Maggiore in, uh, in Italy. Wow. And yeah. so uh, let's get to the EU. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to find out what I, the European Union to me is uh, like working for the U.S. government, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a friendlier situation. What is your job and like, how did this happen to you? Yeah. So I work for the European Commission, which is the executive branch <laughs> of the European Union. Five. Spy, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Maybe I'm a spy for America, though. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, no, I have to take a long, there's a long uh, security and safety course I had to go through. Um, but, uh, and I'm a communication agent, so um, the European Commission is the, the policy wing or, or, or branch of, of the, the European Union. Mm -hmm. So they do, they make, they make laws, they deal with the day-to-day um, comings and goings of the European Commission. They do things like, how do we respond to COVID-19? They're the reason I can't go back to Italy right now because mm -hmm. they uh, <laughs> U.S. citizens currently, but of course I, I will return. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I work for what's called the Joint Research Center and policymakers make decisions based off hopefully evidence mm -hmm. uh, that is delivered to them by, in this case, uh, this, this supranational lab, kind of like we have our national labs like Berkeley and PNNL up in, in uh, Seattle. There's one giant lab, 3,000 scientists in, in on the outskirts of Milan, and uh, we we uh, produce knowledge to help policymakers policymakers uh, make decisions on uh, whatever they're dealing with at, the, at that time. I know being here at the boardroom, we get a lot of tourists, and the foreigners often ask me, what do you think of Donald Trump? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you get a lot of that working for the EU? Yeah, because I, I did my master's in Denmark and Germany, and I got that a lot there. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty much every single person in Germany had an opinion, I think because they're very informed. You know, mm -hmm. they, they watch news globally. Mm -hmm. um, but in Italy, I got less of it, and that was kind of nice. Uh, I think it was the most welcoming. There's just... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cultures that are, a lot of people are moving to Italy. There's a lot of um, different cultures even within it Italy. And so they were super accepting. It's like, here's just, I'm not an American. I'm not a, what, I'm a guy from Santa Cruz, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm a swimmer and I'm a surfer. And, and that's what they see in me, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, yeah. Milan seems very high fashion. Are you fashionable in Milan? Well, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> weird because uh, I would never worn a suit before. It'd be kind of weird to wear a suit in Santa Cruz. Um, but in Italy, I've, I'm a suit and tie every day. Um, it's it's definitely the the uniform. <laughs> yeah, hmm. it's a fashion. Aaron's also a model. Well, I saw you're doing a little modeling over there too. I, I'm not over there, but I was in the past. Um, when I graduated, I I became a model, um, and I was kind of talking to Kylin mm -hmm. about the story. Um, it started as some like an interest in in multimedia. When I was at Cal Poly, I hosted this show called The P, which is for Cal Poly, and we looked at daily life and in, in choosing a major and all these different um, topics to help prospective students make a decision about campus and, and uh, or about choosing Cal Poly as their, mm -hmm. as their um, university. And I wanted to stick in that field and one of the ways to do that was through modeling. So I, I went to the biggest agency in, in San Francisco and they said, look kid, like it's great you wanna do this but there's a lot of other people that wanna do it too. So go to this smaller boutique agency for six months and if you're still here, will sign you. So I went to the smaller agency and just did a, mm -hmm. as much work as I possibly could. Came back six months later and signed hmm. um, in San Francisco. And uh, and then once I was there, I got into more of the film and acting industry. There's so many commercials that are filmed there all the time. Um, one of my good friends, Connor, is there. He's, he's an actor and he's, he's full-time uh, commercial actor. Does things for like Facebook and um, hmm. 
Yeah, so it's just a really cool. cool niche that's just an hour away. It's too late for us, TC. I think it is too late for us. Um, so in, in, in Milan, do you have a tailor? Because you're, you're seeing tall, so are you, yeah. you're a custom fit suit, I imagine? Yeah, the Linieri in, in, uh, in Milan is, is my, is my go-to suit, yeah. Um, they're, they're great, and I'm always underdressed. You know, There's always someone that's called Strezzatura. It's like this kind of nonchalant mm -hmm. but, but well-dressed man that, that's walking around. You'll see with glasses and kind of a... a ruffled tie or something but <laughs> but still looks elegant um yeah always got the glasses yeah the i mean they've, they've just got it all <laughs> dialed in yeah i'm just learning this stuff so <laughs> but yeah. you're but you're enjoying it i love it though yeah. all right everyone's but so kind there so. and are you is this is the eu is a is that the future for you is that something that you're long term yeah i really i really hope so um i've i started i got to the eu um because i wanted to bring an experience back to santa cruz mm -hmm. part of my mentorship with frosty was, which was really geared towards community involvement as well as sports, um, was to bring something back into the community to, because I've gotten so much from it and it's, and I've learned so much and I've grown so much and I've been supported and I, and I hope to add value to this, this uh, Santa Cruz and Capitola place that I grew up mm -hmm. in. So I wanted to go abroad as, as sort of an obvious way to do that. And uh, I did my master's in, in Denmark and Germany through this program called Erasmus Mundus. And when I was in Germany, I worked for the, uh, or I did some consulting work with the Bundestag, which is like their their um, their government essentially. Mm -hmm. And I was focused. My work was and my research was focused on climate science communication, so understanding how different audiences respond to and relate to climate change information. And I just loved that they were so open to it. They were really eager to involve scientific evidence into their decision making process, into their outreach efforts. Um, and so. I wanted to stay there, and the European Commission has these great internships. They're called traineeships, um, and they're five months. And I just started as a trainee. Um, I got lucky that they needed a, a native speaker, and uh, I'm actually the only American there. Hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it was really tricky to, to get hired. And then they, they, they kept saying there's no way to get hired full time. Mm -hmm. But I pushed and pushed and networked and, and uh, just did work for other people and gave presentations and got a job. Uh, full-time actually I have two jobs I work full-time as a uh, communication agent for this program called Copernicus which mm -hmm. is a satellite system similar to NASA hmm. and I work for the disaster and risk management knowledge mm -hmm. center where we uh, monitor and provide information on every man-made and natural disaster to uh, different response agencies across the world. Wow. So I, th I, th I thought he was just a paddler myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, now you're kind of Italian. Do they, I mean, do you, are you, because you're, you're the lone American, mm -hmm. um, are you just become one of the family over there? I, I'm slowly becoming that. I think they, they, they know now that I'm going to stick around. Um, I was, last year I was swimming with my buddies, my, my master's swim team, and they were laughing at a joke in Italian, and I'm learning, but I'm not that good yet. I, um, mm -hmm. And one of my friends turned to me and he said, Aaron, you need to learn Italian. You know why? Because we, we, we talk in Italian, we learn in Italian, and we love in Italian. I was mm. like, oh, okay, okay, va bene, va bene. Yeah, so it's... Is that a hard language to learn? It's actually similar. You know, I think most of us grew up learning Spanish in school, and so it's, it's, there's a lot of similarities. Um, and it's easy there because I'm just in, you know, I'm in Italy. So right. it's just, it's easy. Sink to or swim. Yeah. And Germ uh, Germany, I really had to learn German. Um, that's, that's Denmark. Everyone speaks English. Germany, everyone speaks English, but not everyone wants, wants to speak English. Right. They definitely prefer German. So, um, oh, 
So <laughs> we butcher her name so bad, I swear. We just got we need to give her a nickname. <laughs> I know it starts with a K. <laughs> Take over over there. <laughs> Put a dollar in there. <laughs> like the swear fun like when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyways Aaron and I were talking about this earlier but um when Aaron was in Germany he was telling me about like how he had to uh, give a presentation to the German parliament mm-hmm. and how that really just shaped his uh desire to continue in this path that he was in and uh continue to advocate for climate um uh, science and communications with the foreign powers so um what's your take on uh like why did that motivate you what was your sort of motivating source behind um continuing your education continuing um your foreign and abroad study what was that yeah i think um that's a really excellent question i i got interested in research specifically because Mm -hmm. i was interested in how people understood plastic pollution, Mm -hmm. which now is such a big topic. But in 2008, when I started researching it, there wasn't as much um, science behind not just plastic pollution itself, but also how people related to it and how people Mm -hmm. responded and and tackled this issue. Um, When I got to to Germany, I had a really supportive professor who helped me publish my first couple papers. And um, she worked for this unit that uh, was a big consortium of researchers focused on climate science, and there was a little wing that focused on communicating, delivering that science Mm -hmm. to different audiences. And what they found was just because you produce knowledge doesn't mean that different Mm -hmm. people will accept that. Exactly. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, and so I I was drawn to it because as someone who studied communication, I I studied it because I knew that that multimedia was this great avenue Mm -hmm. for connecting with people in different ways um, and appealing to audiences that might not necessarily understand or might not necessarily be open to certain types of information. As an Mm -hmm. example, um, my my thesis was on Anthony Bourdain, Mm -hmm. the late Anthony Bourdain, the travel show host Mm -hmm. for uh, CNN. Uh, I was really like enamored with the way that he didn't just go to a different culture and talk about how different it was. He Mm -hmm. went there and talked about how the local people live their daily lives based on the social structures that were around them, their mm-hmm. politics, their access to food, their existing culture, colonialism, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to to align myself with that in some way. Um, and as a communication officer, I think I, I'm able to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm able to weave in the priorities of, for example, the European Commission into the stories that I write mm-hmm. for the Disaster and Risk Management Knowledge Center, for uh, Copernicus Global Land. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's... it's uh, there's been a way to achieve that and I think it all started with just being interested in plastic pollution something exactly. that I see <laughs> even like you know <laughs> both of us are are, are ocean paddlers we're, we're mm-hmm. in that environment all the time so coming from Santa Cruz uh, we we don't just develop an ap- appreciation for it but a but a deep respect and a, I think a, a sense of responsibility for taking care of exactly. these areas that we call our playground but mm-hmm. but are also our home to a lot of 
important yeah. species. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like we're going the right direction a little bit. <laughs> Single-use so, yeah. bags disappearing, water bottles slowly, mm -hmm. hopefully, continuing yeah. to disappear. I know. Well, that's paper, <laughs> and that really gets to me. Um, yeah. I got to uh, uh, change the topic just a little bit. Yeah. Now that you're Italian, yeah. uh, what's the Italian car that you wish you could have? Yeah, I've actually I've had a bike for the last three years just because I've been a student, um, and I finally have enough to get a car. So something small, something tiny, because those roads are so narrow. I, I mean, mm. hopefully you can carry a paddleboard, but um. Oh, maybe you gotta get like one of those little scooter things. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Like, a scooter with like a well, paddleboard holder on the Would side it be one of those little uh, Fiats or something? And what what is that? I don't, I've never been to Italy. I don't know which cars you see on the road all the time. Small yeah. Mercedes maybe or something. Just or not trucks. It's so weird to go from Santa Cruz, which is all trucks i drive mm -hmm. a truck to to anywhere else in europe and no one drives a truck and mm -hmm. so you just you just want a little car something that'll get you from a to b and fast and, fast. and you can <laughs> fill you know you can fill it up with ikea stuff on the weekend and, and a paddleboard might mm -hmm. strap on the roof i sure hope so yeah. but now you're riding it you said a 12 footer now i am yeah um, that's so i can bring it to italy essentially mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually I'm borrowing Kylin's 17 foot board. I've been borrowing that for yeah. the last four months. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not, it's not in use, so he's doing it justice. Well, thank and, you. And that's an unlimited. It is 17. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's your mom's. I think right. Yeah. Yeah, it's she's my rocking. mom's. Yeah, yeah she's so lovely. <laughs> Yeah. It was a grind and it was something that I, it was a labor of love though, for sure. I think everything in my life has been every like big step in my life. I've just taken a moment to say, okay, I've gotten this far. Like, let's see how much farther I can go. So for Cal Poly, I was going to, I wasn't going to go to college. I was going to go to Cabrillo and that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, and swim for a couple more years, but then I just had a really good season my first sweet season of swimming and I got, I got accepted to Cal Poly. And so I said, let's just do it. And when I got to Cal Poly, um, I said, let's, you know, let's get good grades and let's swim. Mm -hmm. And I swam in pac 12 and, and, you know, we beat Santa Barbara for the first time ever. And, you know, and <laughs> so there was a lot of, and I just huh. had a great, you know, amazing team. Um, and then when I was done, I, I had worked for a little while in the multimedia industry. I was, I was doing some modeling and I was also doing some media production work um, some gripping, anything I could do to just piece together that life. Um, but without a master's, especially in Europe, like no one really listens to you. So it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's, you kind of have some weight behind you. You have, it's like that, it's like another ticket. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if, you're, if you're advocating for something, um, in my case, the science communication. And so I decided to look abroad and look at what are some of these, what are some exciting journalism programs and uh, flew, t I applied to this program called Erasmus Mundus, which I just briefly mentioned. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go there so bad that I flew there and talked to the professors. Fortunately, the day before I left, I found out that I had got into the program nice. and it was just perfect. Like, wow. it was just an amazing opportunity to live in two different countries, to, to study political science and to study journalism. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then once I got there, I got connected with this great professor who I worked with. Um, and as I said, worked for the Bundestag and it, and again, I took hmm. a step back and just said, like, well, what else? What's what's yeah, I, I made it here. I'm so happy. But what else can I? Oops, sorry. Yeah. But w what else can I uh, achieve with this? And, and you're working for the European Commission was a step that I wasn't sure was possible, but was fortunate enough to, to make make possible with the support of a lot of people. My parents, mm -hmm. my brother in particular, um, has been super supportive of me 
I got really sick for about four mm -hmm. years, uh, and he's you know revised all of my CVs. Mm -hmm. He's edited a lot of my papers, my thesis. Wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's just and he's a he's a skater. Mm -hmm. uh, he's in Hawaii, a rock climber, um, and so we do different sports. But he's I think I have a lot of communities. I have my paddling community, my my line dancing community, my oh, swimming. Wait, wait, wait. Hold <laughs> everything. Back it up. Hold right. Hold <laughs> <it>. <laughs> line dancing. Line dancing. Do they line dance in Italy? Uh, they there's a little bit. There's more actually in Germany. I was surprised. Yeah. Is that where you got into it? I got into it in, in Cal Poly. <laughs> okay, yeah. but no. So uh, line, no, I I went to a wedding yeah. and I, I practiced a little line dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, <laughs> I'm just so. Okay. So first, another, I got another quick question. How tall are you? I'm six five. So in oh. Italy, do the Italian ladies like six five male model line dancers? I don't think. I think Americans are just like oh. Phew. Really? Yeah. Oh man. It's so you you got all the so ammo small. and they're like no. Oh no. They don't. Sheesh. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Um. So where did the line dancing come in? Is that was that Cal Poly? That was Cal Poly. Um. I actually I worked there for a while afterwards as a as a multimedia mm -hmm. uh, coordinator for their their university after after I was an intern, and yeah I just kind of got into that that culture there which is Cal Poly is an interesting place because it's right in between the valley and, and the, you know and it's a very rural country yeah. country <laughs> town yeah. yeah but then there's Pismo and there's Montana de Oro there's great surf spots all right mm -hmm. next to it so you get both you know a mix of, of people and uh, at first I thought line dancing was ridiculous especially coming <laughs> from Santa Cruz like yeah, if I wore cowboy boots here, I'd get yelled at. You know, it's just not okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, you've got to maintain your, your, your culture here as well. Uh, but yeah, I, I tried it a couple times, and then I just fell in love. And it's it's a it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not a huge fan of country music still, but I love dancing. And well, you can put uh, a lot of style in line dancing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the that's the thing is that you can flare. Yeah. In that. Yeah. You can and make it your own, and, and I, I would have yeah. big money. I know, right? We went from. <laughs> we thought we were having the guy who won the J race on. Nope, line dancer. <laughs> so, is there a, a country bar in Italy? Is that is that where you line yeah, dance? Yeah, there's generally just like dance club. We'll have like one at a week. There's, mm -hmm. there's line dancing. Mm -hmm. And Milan has everything. You know, it's just a big city. Italians are dancers. Italians are yeah. great dancers. Mm -hmm. There's more salsa and and ballroom uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, Italy's just been a great place to live. Each each place, you know, has its own its its own warmth, and it's in, in Italy mm -hmm. in particular has just been the easiest to integrate into for right. sure. Mm -hmm. um, Germany was, especially uh, where I lived in Hamburg, was an industrial city. Everyone's there to to work and and grind, and, and that was good when I was doing my masters. But mm -hmm. um, and I had great friends there. But it's it was a little more difficult in Denmark. I think they're okay with Americans, you know, at least my, my friends were just so nice. So, um, but I get to bring all these different things. I get to learn things when I'm there and I get to bring these things. So I taught some people line dancing there and, and I got to swim and do races uh, all over Europe. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's always an exchange of, of cultures. How did you get through college? You were, you were uh, swimming. Yeah. Um, that's a, takes a time vampire. Yeah. A little surfing, little line dancing. Uh, you were doing a little film stuff. Yeah. How did you even survive? I think as a, I mean, Kylan's, you're about to go into it at all. Damn it. <laughs> good Listen luck. to this. He's yeah, going to yeah. tell you how yeah, to do this. this <laughs> yeah. But I think it's always good to have something that's just your own. Like for me, my team was so incredible and I was just, mm -hmm. I bonded so closely with my coach and my, my, my fellow swimmers. I was the captain for two years. Um, I just, and I fell in love with the sport. Absolutely. 
But I had something that was on the side that was just my own. And for me, that was this band called Rabbit Skeleton. Mm -hmm. um, and now they're, they're doing their own thing. They're, they're um, the Monroe and they're in San Luis Obispo. But they were just this bohemian band that I came across one day and they were singing these crazy protest music against the Diablo Canyon power plant, which actually my dad was working at, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dad. Yeah. sorry, dad, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I connected with them and I just, I, I had like my own time and mm -hmm. I had Cal Poly time. And so, yeah, I, I did. I, I went to school and, and I swam at least five hours a day and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and did homework, every, you know, for at least four hours a day plus school, four hours a day. Um, and so you're, yeah. yeah. Well, you're running out of time. You're running exactly. out of time, but you can find those pockets where you mm -hmm. just do something that's just for yourself. And I think um, for me, that was this, this random band called Rabbit Skeleton, who's now, they're now my great friends and, and huh. uh, very Santa Cruz-y. You know, it brought that's me cool. home. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was passing it over. Yeah. yeah. So also, Aaron, um, like we were talking a lot about like um, just like the things that you're into. And one of the other interesting aspects about yourself is that you're really into producing um, like uh, producing videos and uh, focusing on other like local um, like little local niches yeah and ex uh, just showing those like how and you told me that like um, when you were a model you got to see like the talent side and mm -hmm. then that inspired you to go and become a producer yeah yeah so working on as as an intern as like a video guy and then mm -hmm. also as as a model on some some bigger productions mm -hmm. um i think too big i'm not famous by any means <laughs> but no. just just even in the background as an extra or whatever you get to you get a sense of how things operate mm -hmm. um and yeah i wanted to do some of that on my own and so i, I created a, a a series on volunteers around santa cruz county the first video was on the lovely ladies this wonderful group of women who who clean up the San Lorenzo River. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. they're so great. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, every Saturday, and, and then mm -hmm. I, I interviewed this guy in in the Nicene Marks Woods. If you've ever heard a donkey running through there, <laughs> he's got this animal therapy program. Oh, uh, yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. There's just some amazing people in this community that are just tucked away in every corner, and I wanted to bring light to, to their mm -hmm. stories. Um, and so I got to do some filming in, with that. And that really helped me, I mean, that helped me get my mm -hmm. into my master's program because that was mm -hmm. my, you needed a, to be a journalist to get in and I wasn't, exactly. but this counted. Um, nice. Yeah, and it's just given me a, a cool avenue into into people's lives that, that um, I'm interested in and I think other people would be interested in as well. And I'm great that you've already heard about them. So yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. My, my uh, wife's brother went to that camp. He was oh. disabled. No oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, and and he has had a lifelong love of animals yeah. from that program. That's wonderful. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure it was the, the wait, how long ago was it when you filmed that? This was. Six, he was still in a, the guy ago. was in a wheelchair. Yeah, then. yeah. Because I'm not sure if he the uh, what was his name? I forgot his oh name. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, he went by. Yeah, long, yeah. But anyways, great, great program. Yeah. And this Dragon Slayers. Dragon Slayers. Dragon Slayers. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody wants to look that up, look up the Dragon Slayers, and yeah. it's an amazing program. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So now, when do you go back, and and and, and when do you want to go back to Italy? Yeah. Well, I I mean, I do miss my my homes there. My mm -hmm. my community. My other community is is there. My my swim team. Um, but it, it'll be a while. I think it could be at least a couple more months. Mm -hmm. um, as you mentioned, the, the yeah. Europe is not letting Americans back in right now. Luckily, I'm a, a, a resident, so I can go back. But still, it's tricky. Mm -hmm. um, quarantine. Yeah, with quarantine, mm -hmm. yeah. 
but man, I've just been loving being back in Santa Cruz. I've been able to paddle. Mm -hmm. Kylin and I've been going at least a few times a week. Mm -hmm. um, and I've just been, been going on runs and seeing old friends, just connecting with people, getting to see my brother, getting to see my family. <coughs> and uh, yeah, it's, so I, I, I like being here right now and I'm mm -hmm. gonna milk this and just enjoy this as much as I can. Uh, it seems like Italians are also more fit than Americans. Do you agree with that? <laughs> I think Americans are just, ex yeah. Obesity. Oh, obesity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I get that a lot. Like, oh, Americans are this way, this this way, and it's it's good mm -hmm. for Americans to travel, not just because we learn, but we also get to inform, mm -hmm. because a lot of what they're seeing is just the media, you know, and yeah. so they don't they've maybe never met an American or they've only met a couple, so mm. it's important for myself, especially as someone who's going to all these places, to to give a different perspective, mm -hmm. which is that yes, Americans. You know, we have extremes. We have, and we're just a big country, especially mm -hmm. compared to Europe. You think of like Denmark is like one three hundredth the size of, right. of California. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a, a big area, and we've got a lot of issues, but we're dealing with them, you know, in different ways because it's just the, the fabric of our very multicultural community is, is so different. I, I forget, and I'm stealing this, but uh, some president said that, you know, you can go to another country and you can live there, but you'll mm -hmm. never be that nationality. But you can go to America. From wherever you wherever you come from, you'll be American. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that, and I love explaining um, just the different types of people that live here and how big we are. And and, mm -hmm. and people once they come here, they love they love to talk about Yosemite and everyone's been to Santa Cruz. Right. Like everyone's yeah. surfed here. You know, mm -hmm. that's what. Not everybody eats at McDonald's every yeah, day. Yeah, I know. No. It's, yeah, it's, it's there's <laughs> so much suffering. We're lucky that in Santa Cruz, we're in, mm -hmm. in you know the most beautiful place in this country. Mm -hmm. Of course, an opinion, but <laughs> yeah, I've never been to New York, but, 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 you know, it's, it's right. just, it's a total gem mm -hmm. and we're so fortunate and a lot of people have been here. So it's something I can connect with and something that I can explain and, and, uh, hopefully exchange ideas with rather mm -hmm. than just telling someone something. Yeah. One more question about yeah. line dancing before we, before we move on here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have line dancing specific clothing that you wear to line oh, dancing yeah, events? You have to, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. those have like stitching, fancy stitching on the pockets. Well, I just have, no, I mean, I have my Ross jeans or whatever, but I have my, <laughs> my, my Ariat boots. Okay. Sure. You got, you got your special yeah. boots. Yeah. Do you wear a hat? I do. And you have to earn a hat. So you, you don't just, yeah. How do you earn a hat? Yeah. <laughs> See, we're learning a lot if, today. If, if you show up with a hat. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got their rules. I, I don't, the equivalent would be like showing up with a, with a longboard at, you know, the lane or something. Mm -hmm. Like, just it's just the wrong, you just don't, you know, or, or show, showing up with a gun at the lane. Like, oh, you better be serious. Right. And so um, if you if you have a hat, it's something, <clears throat> it's, it's a whole, like, ritual. So what happens is uh, you, you you get into that circle of, of line dancers, and they're, they're, they're people that are doing it, like, three or four times a week. So they're right. super passionate. Yeah. Very passionate. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing dancers. So mm -hmm. talented. You see them line dancing and they're texting they're not even looking they're just, yeah they you know them by heart yeah, well i saw heart. that i went to a wedding yeah. in the central valley <laughs> yeah and uh they were fantastic there was this one dude that had moves i couldn't believe yeah and i just wanted to yeah. he was dancing with like five girls they're, they're wrong and, and, my, and my wife and i were like we figured it out like if you're single you better line dance out <laughs> yeah. in the valley you'll be a hit yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, that's, that's right, it that's right. yeah because I was a hack and nobody was, they're like, dude, this guy's drunk. That's what they looked at me and they're like, he's been drinking. I was totally sober, but I was dancing terrible. Um, okay, so uh, so we have the boots. 
Mm-hmm. You earn the hat. You earn the hat. Yeah, you can't and, just wear one. <laughs> and it, do you have like pearl buttons or no, something? No, no you're not. I'm still from Santa Cruz. I can't be. Okay, so you're not. Like, you're not blowing it up. No. no okay. No, no, all right. No, not, not well, because you, 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 I wear my Ghost Rider shirt every time I line up. Oh, you do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Just, I just wanted. To, yeah. I'm picturing this. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's different for sure. And do you, do you have your hat with you in Italy? No, I didn't bring anything there. I just because I didn't expect there to be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like. I, because I'm working two jobs right now, it's just I'm just kind of grinding. It's just like a very uh, austere life, which I really love. It's you, mm-hmm. I, I work, I swim on the weekends, I work more, because I, I when I <clears throat> when I was applying for or when I was a trainee, they kept saying that I couldn't get hired as an American. And so when I was networking, I was putting out a lot of you know a lot of uh, trying to create opportunity for myself, and. The very last day, I got two offers, one as a, as a consultant that's part-time, 20 hours a week, and then one that's full-time. And I just was so nervous, especially in this crazy job market, to get a job. And I just took both. And it's been great. <laughs> and, and it's cool. It's been really cool because as a science communicator, too, I get to develop this, this resume that's focused. One is on the built environment. So mm-hmm. there's this pilot project I'm working on. It's renovating across Europe this aging infrastructure. Uh, and uh, that's that's one um, very costly to renovate, and also it's it's uh, cons- consumes a lot of energy. There, mm-hmm. a lot of these homes are energy uh, inefficient. Inefficient, mm-hmm. exactly. And then the other project is is Copernicus um, with the emergency service, and then and then also um, the global land service. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy has earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, they do. And mm-hmm. so this is the the mm-hmm. the um, retrofitting job is is particularly relevant to Italy. Greece, um, a lot of different countries in the EU. <coughs> and what's cool, we have this amazing lab mm-hmm. that tests different structures. So the, 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 the research center itself is this amazing place. If you're ever in Italy, I highly recommend going. Hmm. There's two nuclear test sites. There's, oh, wow. um, or they're research reactors. And mm-hmm. there's um, like every kind of research facility, including this giant earthquake facility, earthquake testing facility. Where Shakes. Buildings, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shaker and, and, and test it. Yeah, it's just really great to see and it's a great um tool as a, as a communicator to, wow. to, to visualize the, the that's problem. awesome exactly. yeah off to you yes good job yeah yes yes yeah kylin mm-hmm. is has already achieved more than I ever have no. at her age. So no. she's already competed at Worlds <laughs> for paddleboarding. Oh, she's going to an insane university. She could have gone anywhere she wanted, and she chose what was right for her, the team that, that fit with her, which is just an amazing choice, the swim team, yeah. I should clarify, um, which is very important in college mm-hmm. because you're working hard in school, but you're also asked to do yeah. you know a ton of physical work every single day mm-hmm. and perform, and, and also you know for for your scholarship and, and mm-hmm. you know, and you earned that with your grades. And I mean, Kylan didn't just get in because she was fast. She got in sh- because she was crazy fast and because she's extremely smart, smart. and yeah. works really hard. Thank you so much. Yeah. Man. So it's, uh, she's, she's got a much brighter future, but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool to paddle with her now and, and her and her dad or her dad and I will, will continue paddling behind her in the future. Right. So yeah. You and her dad and Jeff Denholm. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Jeff is another. If, if I can take a second. To sure. Talk yeah. Absolutely. We love yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. He's. he's, he's yeah. Hope he's not listening. <laughs> that guy yeah jeff um i met through the j race and um man at first i just thought like here's this guy with this really strong personality and all these girls were all over him i was like come who's this guy and then i met him and he's like he's one of the purest souls i've ever met he's such a kind man and, and he's so driven i mean he's creating this company that can change it stands to change the entire firefighting industry He's replacing, yeah, 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 his, his yeah. E ecologically good yeah. retardant, e mm -hmm. extremely, yeah, and and the guy, I mean, just the more you talk to him, he wouldn't just tell you all at once. The more yeah. you talk to him, you hear these stories about mm -hmm. all the things he's accomplished. He was like a world class body surfer and downhill skier, yeah, and he still no. is, and Maverick surfer. Mo he moved here. He mm -hmm. moved from the East Coast to Santa Cruz to surf Mavericks, mm -hmm. and. He, Frosty mentored me for a couple years, and I, and I feel like unofficially, I mean, Jeff and I are just good friends, but I feel like unofficially as well, mm -hmm. Jeff has mentored me in my, with my career. He's, he's so savvy with navigating that environment, mm -hmm. and the way he speaks, the way he communicates, the way he negotiates is something that I've been trying to glean and trying to learn from, um, and he's been super kind with with um, the same guy that was skateboarding around yeah, he skateboarded. Well, the, yes. yeah, 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 no. Well, the, the, the funny thing with Jeff is and this is no, funny is that you would if you heard his stories, you would call bullshit. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, but then you're like, they turn out they're all true. Yeah, and it's yeah. like there's no way in this point of his life. He's done all this yeah. and he has. So mm -hmm. you guys, that show is also on our website. If you want to listen to Jeff Denholm, I saw that skateboard yeah. you gave him. Yeah, he's so very, very excited about the skateboard. <laughs> yeah, yes. he's yeah. stoked. Yeah, he skateboarded around the store, and his, sto his, his whole story is amazing. Yeah, he's just an amazing guy, and he's so giving back to the community. He's been so great with me, and I think he, I think he keeps me around because he likes to paddle with me. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I've learned so much from him, and, and uh, he's, he's indicative of a lot of different characters in this mm -hmm. community. You know, he's, he's just very involved. You yeah. also did the Catalina race, right? I've done it a couple times, mm -hmm. yeah. The, to me, that race is kind of terrifying because I seem like if there's an overcast day, you can't even see where you're going. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. luckily, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't ever win, so I was just following someone. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually the, the two years I've done it have been just wonderful. They're mm -hmm. glassy. Um, lucky. I, I got super lucky, yeah. And the, the first year I did it, I – <clears throat> it's, it's almost an emotional experience because it's so much it's so taxing mm -hmm. on your body yeah and um have you done um, that no i have not but my dad was actually in the boat with uh, oh. on his support boat yeah. and uh, yeah he was telling me all about how aaron was just tackling that race and it took pretty much like everything that you had like yeah he was uh showing us pictures and videos of aaron like i think like he was just showing us like how aaron was um just that look on his face, like, when he would, uh, he showed us a video, like, after Aaron was, like, vomiting, like, yeah. for a little while, he, um, he just had this, like, look in his face where, you know, that he was so done with, um, yes. <laughs> just everything, <laughs> yeah. and he wanted to quit, but, you know, he kept going, and he had that attrition in him, and honestly, like, for me, Aaron has been, probably one of the biggest um inspirations that i've had in paddling like for me um i don't know if i've ever told you this but like after you won that j race um like i was watching you and stuff like i did the, like the two mile or something and then i decided that i wanted to go out and do the 12. Oh, that's awesome so yeah. yeah no that was you were that's that, that's his <laughs> fault yeah kylan have you ever thrown up paddling 
Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's it's, it's just, that's a normal event. It's so a normal it, event, but he was throwing up like profusely. a lot. So <laughs> what what would make uh, you? Was is it just exhaustion? Was it salt water intake you were getting? What, I mean, was the it, last? Yeah, it's funny. There's like the last two miles. There's this big oil like like natural oil leak, oh, yeah. and that just I mean when you've been paddling for five and a half hours and it hits you, you just like everything just kind of wants to shut down. But yeah, I think the that, that was so the oil leak made you throw up. I think the so, oil yeah. on the surface. Mm-hmm. How yeah. ironic! Your whole life's dedicated sort of to that, you know, <laughs> yeah, clean yeah. the oceans. Getting one at me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow. And the second year, I, I got a new board, and I mm-hmm. and uh, Jarrett was on my. Oh, I had to have Jarrett on my boat again. He's so motivated. <laughs> Jarrett's been through that, mm-hmm. um, and and can talk. He's a, you know the only person that can talk to me when I'm feeling that miserable. How long um, does that take? It took me. I think it's like five and a half hours. Do you eat? Yeah, I mean, I was eating like Fig Newtons, and I was just yeah. But I mean, it can take up to eight hours or, or mm-hmm. more, just depending on conditions. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a hmm. it's a grind, but it's wow. really fun. And like like we were talking about, <laughs> the community is is what brings us back to exactly. those types of events. Right. Yeah. Is that a goal to do something a race like that again, or are you over that? Yeah, no, I would love to. I've never done Molokai. Um, mm-hmm. It's logistically difficult to get mm-hmm. everything over there. Uh, it's the same distance though as Catalina. Mm-hmm. But the conditions are extremely different. Bucket uh, list, Molokai? Bucket list, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Bucket list, Molokai? Totally. Okay, <laughs> all right. And did you, would you, what board would you paddle for Molokai? Would it be a 17-footer for that? Um, it would depend. Maybe a 17-footer. I might stick stock, but um, whatever it would be, it would require a lot of training. And if I would, I'd love to train with Aaron because – We would crush it. Yeah. yeah. Well, for you going into uh, your four-year college mm-hmm. swim team, it seems like conditioning-wise, you should be pretty good without be actually training on a paddleboard. Yeah, I will be um, – I'm going to be preparing to, like, get into pretty much – as I'm assuming, it's probably going to be the best shape of my life. But it's going to be, like, the hardest training and um, – it's going to be four years of just straight grinding, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and you, Aaron, you did four years of college swimming? Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. Is, it, is, it, is, there always, is there always a fear? Maybe you can – this is something that we can talk mm-hmm. to Kylan about. Is there a fear of not banking the team? Not – well, I signed – both of us, mm-hmm. we, we signed to our, our university. So we're, we, we can't go to another university, but, but they, and they guarantee us something. Is it like uh, not starting on the baseball team? I mean, or is it – can they say, boy, you've – sucked last year yeah i mean there's always pressure and, and i mean you yeah. always want to improve yourself the mm-hmm. reason someone like kylin gets to that level is because you put even if you're like a calm and cool person you put a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on yourself to perform mm-hmm. well and so i think most of this the anxiety if there mm-hmm. is any comes from within mm-hmm. because you just want to perform and that's you hate to lose you know that's what makes you makes so you good. try harder yeah for sure and is that how you feel going on this that you're going to try harder just so that you can Oh. make proud the people who have entrusted you in this oh yeah for sure i mean like there's always that like for me um there's always that possibility that like i like i just always have those doubts that like what if i what if i can't do this what if i can't do that and what if i'm not improving like that's like like i know that i will improve but that's just one of the things that's like in the back of your head like you always want to try harder to to do your best especially because um, when they recruit, they're recruiting the classes below you also. So they're recruiting someone to um, essentially replace you. Take you down. Exactly. (laughs) And that's always something that, you know, you're dealing with mentally and you're just going to have to cope with the fact that you're 
they're always trying like they're always trying to better the team and you're a part of the team you're not the whole team so that's just kind of something that you have to think about you know yeah and what was your i know you were a sprinter <laughs> what yeah. was your gig in swimming same sprinting as oh, well oh you were a sprinter yeah. as well yeah. oh, okay uh best time in the 50 meter <coughs> 50 meter uh I think it was like 20.00, and the best time in the 100 was 44.6, I think. Which is real. That's meters. I mean, that's like. Oh, no, sorry. That was, oh, that was, that's yards. Oh, uh, no, I yeah, because I was going to say, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Meters uh, is 23 low or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was, yeah. I'm, I was .03 off the trials, but even if you make trials, you're still pretty far away. Those guys mm -hmm. are insane. Yeah. Uh, not. To, I've never said this in front of Kylan before, but if there's any Olympic hopeful, and there's been a lot of talk of different people <laughs> over the years, but if there's any Olympic hopeful, it's Kylan and, no. and her sister Tanaya. I mean, wow. No. You heard that here. Yeah. No, oh, no pressure. No pressure. So, yeah. so so maybe we're making a little bit of like a prediction, right? Yes. Right now? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no pressure. Yeah. Kylan. I never said that because I didn't want to put pressure. And I think, <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I think the reason. I really appreciate that. Well, yeah. it sounds like you've earned this. And I don't have a lot of history of your swimming, but I know mm -hmm. you've been recruited to a four-year university mm -hmm. and you dominated uh, regionally. <laughs> and so I, I would hope that with, with you know, mm -hmm. you have trust that maybe she can do that. Yeah, I really do. And I've, I've seen a lot of swimmers. I know, I know not personally, but I know what it takes to get mm -hmm. to that level. Um, and, and she has that. She's, I think one of the best things you have is like you, you keep a balance. Someone who's been swimming for so long and at such a high level, can get burned out, mm -hmm. but you, you do paddle still, you, know? you. you cross train, you enjoy mm -hmm. the, the water that, that swimming, mm -hmm. you know, in a way that swimming allows you to do surf, big waves, paddle, <laughs> gnarly conditions. Like she just paddled from, from uh, Greyhound rock to Mitchell's yeah. in like storm, you know, g storm conditions. It, she just no. did it, you know, like that's 16 Look miles. At She's like, brutal. nah, yeah. it was nothing. Not many people can do that. Even <laughs> gnarly surfers are, you no, know. That downwind stuff's a little uh, sketchy. I mean, did you, how many times did you get ejected? Was it? I actually was really careful in that race. Cause like I had my phone with me uh, because my parents uh, needed to ch like track where I was. Cause there wasn't any support boat out there. So um, I actually, I was pretty proud of it. I didn't fall in, but wow. um, I was a little bit more cautious. On that well, you had one. your phone with you and you know, yeah. everyone, the phone is number one. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> any teenager will tell you that. But, um, yeah, it was actually really fun. Um, and I mean, downwinding, you're expecting to get ejected, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. It was fun. And Aaron was there with us taking pictures. He couldn't do it because, uh, He's going through like some medical stuff right now but honestly just to like have him there supporting us was really i thought that was really impressive that's awesome well you know uh, for the viewers when when you came on the show last month we talked <laughs> about your shark encounter off pleasure point oh. um have you ever had an encounter with anything wild while you've been paddling yeah and of course <laughs> it was with kylan's dad for a night i live right across the street from the brighton beach that's where I launched from, and that's where that's like the little shark mm -hmm. sleeping ground or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, shark park. Shark park. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I'd never, I'd, I'd seen a couple, but I'd never been that close. And one day, this one just fat, great white just came cruising up right under us and followed us for 15 minutes. And I wanted to freak out and go, you know, start <laughs> cursing. And Jarrett, this big, huge, you know, all American swimmer, Aaron. Stay calm. Just keep doing what we're doing. We'll be fine. I'm like, this is huge. This shark's <laughs> as long as my board. Well, you, you, well, so you have a giant shark just tailing you. Just, and like, I mean, and, I can touch and it. And Jarrett's yeah. like, don't worry about it. Just yeah. keep paddling. Yeah. 
That's a coach right there. Oh, yeah. That's a coach. Yeah, he's yeah. exactly. We're not going to the beach. We're not done. Yeah, we're not done. We've got to get our paddle. Screw this shark. Yeah. So how big a shark do you think that was? It must have been at least 16 or 17 feet. And wow. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're out there. It's, it's weird. But it, it's, it's been – I was a junior lifeguard uh, coordinator uh, a couple years ago and, and a lifeguard and junior lifeguard instructor. <coughs> and, of course, as someone who's in charge of the safety of a lot of children, it's important to watch these things and mm -hmm. see how they develop. And – it definitely has been changing over the years. I mean, I'm not a shark expert, and there's a guy in this town who mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. um, but as someone who's paddling in, in that environment all the time, it's it's there's been more of them, which is good, mm -hmm. I think. It's not great for junior guards, no. you know, and we had to change some things up. Mm -hmm. But there, there's been more attacks than I've ever heard of yeah. with, with well, yourself. In the last year, you both had an encounter. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, and we had Christmas specialized helicopters on the show, and he sees the sharks he's the blue helicopter yeah, yeah. he says they double every year Jeez. so what he sees from the helicopter so it's we're gonna hear and see more of it yeah how we interact with them will be the yeah. question exactly yeah it's gonna be interesting uh, yeah before we end the show can i ask you a quick question yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um 10 years what do you see yourself in 10 years you obviously go in this direction you know and mm -hmm. you feel staying in europe or i hope to come back within that time the next five years, I, I really want to try and, and just continue to grow and develop in, in the field that I'm in and then hopefully take that experience back here and, and become involved in some way, whether that's working for the State Department here or or getting in, in some time of type of government job. I think there's a lot of good work to be done. There's a lot of good people that I want to Or a liaison with, with the EU, exactly, you know, like yeah. we always need people. <laughs> I feel like mm -hmm. it's probably needed more so than ever to become a team yeah with the mm -hmm. eu i feel yeah. like there's a little bit of a ruffle there and yeah. i feel like we need to re rope it in a little bit yeah so absolutely. there might be a great opportunity for i you. hope exactly. so yeah yeah you go to politics at all? i i would love to yeah i think I, i've had a lot of good mentors in that mm -hmm. field and it's something that i need to learn more about but mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's an exciting place and i think politics 10 years for him is going to be interesting yeah. sky's the limit i mean i feel I, I just i just met you but like i have no clue where you're going to be in 10 <laughs> years like it could be anything <laughs> <laughs> city council on, on the, or, or at the Grand Old Offering yeah. right, doing line dances. Yeah. Well, Both it's, would be great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, he's, he's, you, you got the physique for a politician. Tall is in, you know, so I think that that would be a, a – you have a calling. You'll Thanks. find it, Thanks. yeah. yeah. Um, Neil, anything else? Yeah. Kylan, uh, anything else? Well, Aaron's going to do well no matter where he ends up. He's, he's going to inspire so many more kids like he's inspired me. And honestly, I'm just excited to see where he goes. He's going to do great. The feeling is mutual, Kylan, for sure. Yeah, thank I know. Guys, yeah. yeah, both of you guys have a bright future. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is a great show. Kylan went to great oh, guest hosting tonight. You. Aaron, thanks for being on the show. It was awesome. Next week, who do we got? Thursday, we got Alex Lucero. Alex Lucero. And uh, John Carruth and Ken Relfi. Wow. On my deck. Beautiful. All right. Oh, tune in for that, folks. Right. Jake is amazing. Uh, Nick Lamb's coming on. Nick Lamb. Pastor Renee Schleffer is coming back. Awesome. We have some uh, great guests. A bunch of music coming up, a bunch of great guests coming up. And Nick Lamb, Tony, obviously. Tony's coming. He's coming by for the Santa Cruz City Council, City uh, Supervisor seat. Wow. So a bunch of great guests. We got some great shows. Tune in, you guys. Right. Uh, thank you for tuning in on Facebook Live, Santa Cruz Waves. T Fox, thanks for having us. We will see you next time on the Off the Lip Radio Show. Captain John Ribeiro of Cobalt Bankers. You oh. know, can you see what he's doing? Yeah, yeah, I did that. Perfect. Oh, Captain yeah. John Ribeiro, oh, yeah. somewhere in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. right now.
uh, Surf City Sandwich, I want to thank Fig. Thanks so much for, you guys been there? Surf City Sandwich? Oh, thanks Fig. Merch for socks. socks. I'm wearing them. Got them. Actually, em. today I have uh, my gay socks on. You do? Yeah, I do. Right. Yeah, uh, chill out cafe where they? Roll the fans. They do. Beach Nest Vacation Rentals. If you want the perfect vacation pad in Santa Cruz, no better folks to call than beachnest.com. People's Coffee. Oh, Curtis. Thanks, Curtis. Since day one, he's been following. Simply the best coffee in town right there at 17. The Broma Pizza One in Aptos, which I've been staying out of. Uh, are you sure? Have you been there yet? Dude. After a swim practice, <laughs> <laughs> pizza one and Apton. The Carlitos chicken, Carlitos sausage pizzas to die for. Uh, Jamie Jansen from Santa Cruz Core. Mm -hmm. uh, Abby's gonna work on my butt on Friday. I can't wait. She gives a great massage. Aloha Island Grill. I want to thank Numa from Aloha Island Grill on Patola thank Drive. Listing stack, custom idea plugs. If you guys, any, you guys need a surgery. We will. Do not. <laughs> you need to go to Listing Stack. Get yourself your your uh, custom idea plugs that you can actually hear. Uh, who else we got? The Wave Clock, TC. Mm -hmm. I want to thank uh, Craig from The Wave Clock. Great Christmas present. Thank great, you, cr Great present. TheWaveClock.com. The Kayak Connection. Dave Grigsby. Thanks, Dave. Ooh. You can go with the get, catch a kayak, ride a kayak at the Santa Cruz Harbor or Moss Landing. Uh, Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery. I want to thank Emily. I'm going to be going over there tomorrow. You miss Amber down there, huh? I miss Amber, dude. Yeah. No, i got to have my Amber. And one last but not least, that same bastard that steals all my freaking waves, that Sean Rovai from Farmers Insurance. How's that shark ankle bracelet doing? <laughs> Is he still using that thing? If he saw a 17-footer. <laughs> what if it bites his ankle and oh, he has it on? Shit, I cannot. It's unbelievable. Is he really still wearing it? He's still wearing it. Like, like a, like can, a, we, can, can you bring that you to the like show? I want to see I want to see what the shark uh, ankle bracelet I'll looks. We need that. Yeah. yeah okay. 462-322-222-222. Sean Rovai, Sean Rovai Farmers Insurance. Catch a show at OffTheRadio.com or anywhere you find your podcast. Good night to you all. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Woo.